Wilding Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina Kahn, and I'm extremely excited to be joined today by Becky Robinson from over at Weaving Influence. Becky, say hello to the listeners. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm really happy to have you here, too. Tell everyone a little bit about what you do over at Weaving Influence and um, about your podcast as well. I would love to. So Weaving Influence is a full service, comprehensive digital marketing agency, and we specialize in serving authors and thought leaders. So I founded Weaving Influence in 2012, and we have primarily served nonfiction business book authors. However, in recent years, we've had the opportunity to support some fiction authors. And what we found is that many of the approaches that we use in nonfiction translate well to fiction. And then in the meantime, we've been learning about the differences in how to market fiction as well. My podcast is the Book Marketing Action Podcast. We are just wrapping up our third season, and we primarily focus on actions authors can take immediately to expand the reach of their books in the world. Um, I'm also an author myself. My first book, Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, launched in April of 2022. And I was so glad to be able to bring together the thinking and frameworks that I use in helping authors figure out how to reach more readers with their books. I was really happy to be able to put that all into writing into something that could scale and that people could access easily. Yeah, absolutely. And I personally am also incredibly happy that you were able to put that into writing because it's such a valuable resource. You were kind enough to send me a copy of your book, Reach, and it really has so much excellent information for people who are engaging in the digital marketing arena generally. So definitely check it out. I'll put a link in our episode notes. But if you are trying to build an online audience and like engage in an authentic way, this is a great, great, great place to start sort of getting in like the right mindset. Sure. And if you don't mind me mentioning Christina, we also have started the Reach More Readers Workshop, which is a live and interactive workshop that authors can join. It's 10 hours of training across two days. And while the content is similar to what's in the book, there's really this chance to interact with other authors. And one of the things I'm most proud of is the way that the groups who participate in our workshop are really an inclusive community where anyone is welcome. And when people can really meet and connect with others who might want to support their work. And in those workshops, you know, we have had fiction, nonfiction, memoir, self-help, business, all different genres of people, but they all share this common goal of making a difference in the world. And so when we get together for the workshops virtually, it's just the most like beautiful chance to connect. And I love doing it. Yes. Yes. That is so amazing. So we're here to talk today about one really specific facet of your book, your book. It addresses sort of like your four commitments, right? The four components that you break digital marketing into, which I love that. Do you mind telling the listeners just really, really briefly, because obviously they need to buy your book, but um, just really briefly, like what those components are. Sure. So um, as I was crafting the book, what I started to notice as I interviewed different authors and thought leaders about what reach meant to them or how they achieved reach for their work, what kind of surfaced were these, at first I called them four factors. They were, you know, things that 
every author or thought leader I talked to seemed to have in common. And the amazing thing is when we got to the point of editing the book, my my editor said, well, factors is super boring. And so he threw out a whole bunch of different words that I could use instead. And commitments is really special and powerful to me because, you know, anyone who wants to do something big in the world, it's not something that you can take lightly. It does require a commitment. It requires focus. So I love that we ended up calling them the four commitments in the book, and I'm happy to share them briefly. So the first one is value. And if you want to build an online presence, the only way you can attract an audience is if you have something that they perceive to be of value. So if you're a fiction author, then maybe you're telling a particular kind of story. You know, the value that you're providing is entertainment, it's art, it's craft. If you're nonfiction, you're providing value around a topic and your audience has a felt need in that area. So, you know, the value is, hey, I've got a problem or I have an aspiration to achieve something and this content is going to help me, you know, solve that problem or it's going to help me uh, achieve that dream. So, Every author who wants to build reach really has to start with getting clear about the value that they have to offer and, you know, who the audience is, who's going to find that valuable because Mm -hmm. value is something that is determined by the person receiving the value. So that's, that's the first commitment value. Awesome. So the second commitment is consistency. You know, it's not enough to just create, you know, a thing of value or, you know, something of value. What you want to do is consistently show up with value. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I talk about, now this doesn't mean that you have to blog daily. It doesn't mean that you have to release a podcast weekly. It doesn't even mean necessarily that you, you know, need to tweet X times per day. The idea is that you need to consistently show up with value. And so I always coach authors to figure out what's sustainable because, you know, for some of us, we can really churn out content every day. And for others, you know, we have a busy day job that might not be possible. But what you want is to be able to create an expectation that you will keep showing up so that your audience knows that they can count on you and trust you. So consistency is the second one. So the third one is generosity. And this is one that is sometimes unexpected. Um, And when I talk about generosity with your online presence, it really has to do with being willing to share value freely with others. You know, sometimes that value is just your authentic self. You can be Mm -hmm. generous by showing up as your authentic self, you know, sharing vulnerably about your experiences or perceptions, you know, sharing what you know about the craft of writing. So fiction authors especially seem to be able to gather an online community by talking about how they do what they do as a fiction writer. And other fiction writers are interested in that. Other authors are interested in that. I think that's, I said the same thing twice. Readers are interested (laughs) in that. They want to hear like, you know, how do you do what you do? Um, They want the behind the scenes. You know, they want to know what's in the head of that fiction author as they're crafting their characters or telling their story. So whatever that value is that you have to offer, just like having kind of open hands, if you want to think about generosity that way, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving away products and services for free, but it does mean that you're giving energy, encouragement, inspiration as you show up consistently in online spaces. The final one is longevity. And, you know, honestly, I think this is the one that has the biggest potential upside because people get excited to start things. People are not necessarily always as excited to finish things. (laughs) That is so true. My husband loves to start a video game and never, ever, ever finish it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I want to reference Dory Clark, who's a thought leader in the space. She wrote a book called The Long Game. 
And in it, she talks about the fact that growing an online presence that's worthwhile does take an extreme amount of time. Mm -hmm. And she notes that you have to consistently show up with value in online spaces, sometimes for an entire year before you see any results. So if you think about that from the perspective of someone who writes a book and then just gets online for the first time, a lot of times, if it's going to take a whole year to get results, you're going to give up before you even see the results. Right. Um, and Dory Clark also says that to be recognized as an expert online, you have to consistently share value online for five years. Wow. So that long-term view or that long game view is critically important. And just to quote Dory one more time, I'm a super fan, obviously. You know, what she says is the reason why some people become successful and others do not is because some people keep going and other people just give up. And yep. so the best way to be successful. So if you think about Wildling Press, you know, you're new on the scene. When you're still here, Christina, in 10 years, you're likely to be successful because other people who started publishing companies when you did will have quit by then. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love all of that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and for much more detailed explanations and investigations into these four commitments, definitely check out Reach. I'm not going to stop plugging it because it's an awesome book. So today we're here to talk about one specific commitment that really struck me. And it, I, I guess it struck you as well because you said it was the most unexpected commitment, generosity. And I think this is one that authors and other people who are marketing themselves online tend to skip over because it's not exactly intuitive. If you're trying to earn money writing, it's not exactly intuitive to be like, well, let's give out a lot of stuff for free. Can you expand a little bit about the role of generosity in digital marketing? Well, sure. So I think that one of the reasons why generosity is so important is because it really helps us rise above the noise. You know, there is so much noise. And especially if you show up and you have something to sell, you know, we get sold to constantly. I get pitches in my email multiple times per day by people who want to sell me something. But I think it's so much more rare to have someone show up with an offer of something for free. So whether it's a free event where you're sharing something that you know, or a free resource that you're making available, by offering something of value to someone who needs it, you can make that more immediate relational connection. And that relational connection over time is what sets up the possibility of that person becoming someone who might share your work with others, of that mm -hmm. person becoming, you know, someone who might continue to be in relationship with you. So it's like generosity is like the key that unlocks that relational connection door. And I, I've never said it this way before. So thank you. Well, it's a great way to say it. I love that. So before getting ready to get generous, before creating their generosity plan for how to freely give value online, does an author need to like shift their mentality at all? Is there anything that an author can do to sort of get ready for that? If they have gotten online being like, I'm here to sell, but now they're realizing they need to make a little bit of a change. How can they sort of prepare for that? Yeah, that's a good question. And it, it can be challenging. And I'm going to just roll back way too many years, you know, more than a decade to when I first began this journey. And one of the first things I did is I wrote these uh, eBooks. They were on different topics related to digital marketing. And I'll admit, Christina, when I created them, I thought I was going to sell them. I thought I was going to actually sell them for hundreds of dollars because they were so valuable. So we set up, you know, a landing page to sell these, you know, playbooks and very quickly, what I realized is I didn't have anyone to sell them to. 
one of the phrases that I like to repeat to myself is that before you want to extract value, you have to add value. And so the mind shift that that required for me is this mindset shift of I'm going to focus on serving instead of selling. Mm-hmm. So when you focus on serving, which is an act of generosity, again, it's the key that unlocks that relational door, but it really also helps to cement who you are as a brand. So people can begin to know you for the value that you want to bring. Now, I want to pause for just a minute though, Christina, because I know there might be some people listening and selling is not like optional. You know, if you are in a situation in which to survive, you need to sell. This advice might seem like I'm tone deaf. And so I want to just recognize that the ability to be generous or the ability to serve before you sell, it does in some ways require that you have a certain level of financial freedom or that you have some other means of making money that isn't through your online presence. Sure. So I am definitely things going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely speaking from a place of privilege where, you know, I do have a business that's financially viable that frees me up to be generous. For those of you out there, you know, who may be just getting started as an author or really trying to navigate, like, how am I going to make a living from this? It's hard to make a living from writing. I've heard people, you know, from marginalized identities talking about, well, like, it's all well and good to talk about giving things away, but I just don't have that margin. I just didn't want to go too far before I acknowledged that this content could be received in a lot of different ways. Of course. But I think that it's important what you said that you can give generously without that being your like main thing. You and I both run businesses, but we also host podcasts that are free information for whoever needs that information. And and so it's about like balancing the things that you need to do to make money to survive with the ways that you can engage with your audience. And it's okay if sometimes you have more to give, more spoons, you know, to give that generosity um, than other times. Certainly so. And I guess I would go back to that whole like, you know, it's generosity of spirit as mm-hmm. well. Now, again, that takes time. It takes time to pause to encourage someone else or amplify someone else. But we all have something that we can give. Absolutely. What kind of spaces online are good for being generous and sharing value or or how are the different online spaces good to share different kinds of value? Sure. Well, I guess what I would say is you need to know your audience and where they're showing up to figure out what type of content would be most valuable that you can generously share with them. You know, I think any online space is a place where you can be generous. Mm -hmm. So I don't know necessarily that there's, you know, one particular channel that's easier than another. But because your audience is primarily people who are authors, one of the things I want to highlight is that a way to grow your network through generosity before you have a book come out is to find ways to be helpful to other authors. So for example, if you're writing fiction in a particular genre, you could choose to participate in a book launch or to help an author with their release who's in a similar genre. And that helps to build a relational connection. Not only that, but it also opens up an opportunity for you to learn from someone who's ahead of you on the journey. So I was thinking, I have an author who launched a book earlier this week, and I was digging into some of our older correspondence. And what I discovered is that before he was my client, he was promoting 
other authors by being on the launch team. So for those of you who might not know, a launch team is also sometimes called a street team. And a lot of authors will gather a group of people who will read a book in advance of their publication date so that they can share Amazon reviews and do social sharing. So, yeah. So what I'm recommending is if you're an author who's listening or an aspiring author who's listening, one of the ways that you could practice generosity is by other authors who are in your same genre or niche so that you can build those relationships, not only because you want something in return when your book comes out, but also for just the joy of supporting someone else and to learn from what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I think this next question ties back a little bit into what you were saying earlier about knowing your audience, but what kind of materials are good for sharing generously? And we also mentioned that time and energy is also something you can share generously. But if someone is interested in getting a little bit more concrete, um, what, what kinds of things are good for sharing? Sure. I'm happy to give a few ideas here. You know, you mentioned the whole idea of a podcast. So podcasts are typically something that's free. Obviously, there are models like Patreon where creators will create content beyond the free content. That's a subscription model. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is that is an approach that works for some people. You know, when I I referenced the playbooks that I wrote that I thought I was going to sell for hundreds of dollars, the shift that I had to make is, well, if instead of making those playbooks for money, what if I gave them away for free, which I actually ended up doing? Mm -hmm. And the value of that was it drew an audience. You know, anyone who downloaded those playbooks for free then, you know, could see my areas of expertise, et cetera. So, you know, really any kind of content that you might create, you have that choice point between, am I going to make this free or will there be a cost associated with it? So it could be really, if you think about all the possibilities with content, you could do free videos, you could do free audio, you could do free, you know, written articles and eBooks, you could do free assessments, you could do free like interactive events if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an author I'm working with right now, and she created this series called Where Fact Meets Fiction. And she is interviewing other historical fiction authors about their craft and about how they research to write their fiction. Cool. It's very cool. It's free conversations. People can join them live. And actually, there are two benefits to that. And I'll tell you what they are. One of the benefits is all the readers who get that kind of inside view of how the authors are thinking about their writing. And then they're also getting kind of that connection chance to get to meet their favorite authors. So Mm -hmm. that's the one value. There's the value to the readers. There's also the value of the relational network that my client, who's an author, is forming with each of those authors. Mm -hmm. So if you're an author who's really been solo in your craft and you decide that you're going to do a series of interactive webinars, then every single guest that you have is another person that you're building that connection with. And not only will you have the opportunity to support their journey as an author, but they also may pour into yours. Mutual support is like such an important tenant of this like generosity mindset. And in that same vein, how can authors engage with others and support others who are trying to share their value? Sure. Well, you know, always there's that idea of amplifying other people's work. So I'll give you an example. Even um, I have a friend who's also in the digital marketing type space. She runs a company that produces audiobooks, and I consistently refer business to her. And in fact, her company helped me with the production of my audiobook. Well, she was out there generously today sharing like a little audio clip from my book and talking about me and even talking about the idea of generosity, which was beautiful to see. So, 
you know, anytime you can take someone else's content and amplify it, that fuels that mutual supportiveness. So that's probably one of the best ways. And especially when a fellow author is at that place where they're publishing their book, like on their launch day, in their launch week, like that's the very perfect time to be able to amplify someone else. Uh, The other thing is, you know, buying the books of those people Mm -hmm. you admire so as often as I can, when I have a client who has a book launching or another author friend who's having a book launch, I mean, even if I don't even expect to read it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Just because if they were in my hometown and I had the chance to take them out for lunch, you better believe I'm going to try to fight them for the check and treat them to lunch. <laughs> right. So if I, if I would fight them for the check and treat them for lunch, I'm going to go buy their book. Absolutely. Last question for you, Becky. What's one thing that authors can do today to start being more generous in online spaces? I love that question. Uh, so I'm going to just go back to some of the tips I had before. But you know, one thing I'd like to encourage everyone who's listening today is just think for a minute about the authors you admire. And whoever the first one is who pops into their head, if you've read their book, go leave them an Amazon review. If you haven't read their book, find some other way to reach out and amplify something they're doing. You know, share a post of theirs on Instagram to your own story and shout them out. Or, you know, if you're a more of a LinkedIn person, find a post that they've made on LinkedIn and reshare it to your audience. And be generous with your praise by giving a very specific reason why you admire what they're doing in the world. Yeah, I love that. And it it really, if you're already on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, doing your authorly social media upkeep, it is really so easy to share something to your Instagram story, to retweet something, just doing that small thing. It's small for you, but it probably for the person you're doing it to uplift can feel so big. Certainly. So we all want to be seen and valued for the contribution that we're making. Yeah. Well, Becky, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being generous with your time and energy to come on uh, How Do I Book? Thank you for having me. And for those who are listening today, be sure to come over to the Book Marketing Action Podcast because I will be interviewing Christina very soon. I'm not sure how these will be launched, but if you're listening to the, listening to this episode, definitely go look for Christina's interview on the Book Marketing Action Podcast too. Yes. And I do. I mean, I recommend listening to the whole backlog of episodes because y'all's podcast was actually the podcast that got me into marketing podcasts. I, you know, when I first started out listening to podcasts, I did a lot of like comedy and and like fiction because that's just kind of more my vibe. But once I started listening to your podcast, I was like, oh, there's a lot of uh, value out here um, in podcast land. That's another part of it is that we're all sharing, um, all of us book producers and marketers are sharing information with each other um, in these ways as well. And I just think that's so awesome and special. Very cool. I'm so glad. Hopefully people will listen to episode 100 where I share my top 10 lessons of 10 years of marketing books and 100 podcast episodes. Oh my God. I'm so excited for that. I had fun recording it. It was it was really a lot of fun. I think Good. it should be like a party. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just me in a room recording. But um, one of the things that it cemented for me is like how far I've come. Because if I'm honest, when I started the podcast, the early episodes I was recording solo, we didn't have any guests at the beginning, Christina. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. And I thought I would want to quit. And now 100 episodes in, it's so much fun. And, you know, I can start recording and I don't blink. 
Yes. I love that for you. I love that so much. Besides your podcast, where can people find you on the internet? Sure. There are two main places to find me. So if you're interested in finding out about my company, Weaving Influence, you can go to weavinginfluence.com. If you're interested in me personally and my book and my journey as an entrepreneur, you can go to beckyrobinson.com and then on all the social media platforms, except TikTok. Right now, I'm not using that one. Um, it's I'm, so I'm, much. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like Becky so Robinson, <laughs> but my last name without the vowels. On all the social, it's Becky R-B-N-S-N. And that's linked in the episode description as well, as well as a link to purchase Reach, which I do just so recommend for everyone who's getting started on their book marketing plan. Um, this is a great place to start sourcing ideas. Okay. One generous offer for your listeners, Christina, if there's anyone listening and you'd like to read my book and you can't afford to buy it for some reason, maybe you're facing some hard times, go ahead and email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. I'd love to get a copy of my book in the mail to you. Wow. That's so generous. That's so on theme of you. I <laughs> love that so much. I so appreciate all that you do in the community. Um, you really are sort of like an example of generosity. I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise about generosity and digital marketing. Thanks, Christina. Can't wait to talk again. And that's how you book. This episode was edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying episode transcript and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at www.wildlingpress.com.